Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Great to be here today. Fall day. Great day to take your dog for a walk. Eric? I would agree with that. Thank you. It's a good thing. So I, I we're getting, I don't know, this is like 398 or 399 episode number, I think. So after 400 episodes, we think we'd be on the same page about that. <laughs> True <laughs> enough, yeah. Any day that it's not like super pouring or super windy, I think is a great dog to take your dog or take a great day to take your yeah. dog for a walk yeah. rather than a great dog to take your day for a walk, well, which is what I too. almost said. There's, there's that too. Well, it's great to be here. I'm glad it's fall. I like the fall as well. Feel, yeah, it's beautiful. I feel relieved. Summer, I mean, I had a great summer. We built a farm around our house. We now have chickens and goats. And uh, worked our butts off, and it was so fun. And I am so glad now that it's fall. <laughs> Same here. Had and, a super busy summer, yeah. so it's nice to Ooh. have a little bit of breathing room now. Calm it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we've been uh, so enjoying uh, spreading the word and letting that goat's milk flow, the raw goat's milk from St. John Creamery, um, one of our show partners. And then, of course, Farm Dog Naturals, they have... Uh, about five products, and they are all amazing. Skin care, salves, uh, cleaner, and aromatherapy, and uh, we've just been using them like crazy. So we love our partners, love the products. Check them out, stjohncreamery.com for their raw goat's milk if you live in western Washington. And then anywhere in the world, you can go to farmdognaturals.com and check out their great products. So I have a really fun show today. I actually am with Sandra Fisher, who's a relationship coach and author, a relationship coach for people. And I met Sandra in a dance class. Yes. Uh, and um, it was a new dance. It was sort of a newish dance class. And uh, it was your first time. And we just were wait, kind of waiting for the class to start, I think, and just were like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you ended up telling me about your a deck of cards called Relationship Reveal, and it's uh, two identical decks of uh, 60-something. How many? 64 cards. 64 cards of different relationship skills that you can either go through with yourself or that you can go through with a partner or spouse and kind of get to know each other or hone those skills and with the interest of improving the quality of your relationships. And, of course, I'm thinking, well, since we are humans and we bring ourselves to our relationship with our dog, which is emotionally intimate for us, for sure, means that we also kind of bring everything that comes along with emotional intimacy, which is sometimes complicated. So how do these measure up to uh, or what can we learn about ourselves in a way that will improve our relationship with our dog through this deck? So I picked out about 20, and uh, we're going to go through them, and Sandra's going to speak to the skill and your perspective of why it's important in human-human relationships, and then I'll talk about what I hear about dogs, and you may have something to say, because ever since that conversation, you've been looking at the deck 
and thinking about your relationship with your dog. <laughs> it's good you have one. <laughs> I love dogs. Good. Um, so what kind of dog do you have? I have a Bichon Poodle mix. Okay. It was a, a rescue dog from Southern California. And how old? Uh, she, we think she's almost 10. We're not entirely sure, but she's, uh, she's definitely a matriarch. And uh, actually looking at her and her behavior through the lens of a lot of these cards has been really eye-opening for me and really interesting and I think has made me a better pet owner. Mm-hmm. Good. So, Well, that's validating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start with know yourself. So why is it important, you know, what do you have to say about knowing yourself and why is that important in relationships? Well, I think when we know ourselves, we, we know the good and the bad and the ugly and the amazing. And when we can accept that about ourselves, we can be so much more comfortable and accepting of other people. And it also helps us go out into the world and, and really helps us in everything from looking for a job to being a great pet, um, a, a companion animal um, partner. And when we know ourselves, we, we know what we want, we know what we like, we know what we don't like, and, and that just makes it so much easier to bring all of these positive things into our lives. So one of the things that you actually, when we were talking before the show, we could take this in the context of thinking about if somebody is in the process of, like, I want to add a dog to my family, what kind of dog would be a great fit? That would be one way where it's important to know yourself, right? Absolutely. What's, what's my energy level? What's my activity level? What am I up for, et cetera? Um, and then I would also say what came to me was uh, about in the context of training. And there's training and then there's living with a dog. And, you know, the two have some overlap, but there is a difference there. But in just understanding, like, when you're actually capable of, um, like, I often give people homework in my coaching when it's, you know, okay, this is what your dog is doing that you don't like, or that's a challenge. So do this differently. And then you'll see your dog's behavior change, but we're not always in the space to really be able to do that. Sometimes you're feeling overwhelmed by something else in your life or you're just physically sick or whatever. So knowing when you're actually up for it and setting everybody up for success in that way. Okay. Trust. Well, wow, trust trust is really one of the foundational pieces that every great relationship is built on. Mm-hmm. So being able to create an environment where um, the people in your life feel safe, mm-hmm. they can count on you, they can depend on you, your behavior is is predictable, and trust is, is really one of the cornerstone pieces. Um, and I think in a companion animal environment, it's so that just to me is, is really fundamental as well. And so knowing all the components that help us build trust in our human relationships every day um, really extend to every relationship we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. Trust is key for so many, I mean, really for everything. I mean, certainly in the context of training, if we were going to focus on that, um, but also in just in general, I think it helps us to relax and um, and be the best version of ourselves that we can be if we're interacting with somebody that we trust. Mm-hmm. We're not going to feel guarded or whatever. And I know it's important. Um, Like I can give an example, like trying to cut. um, We have an old dog haven rescue, Mm -hmm. like a final refuge dog. And uh, I know she trusts me. And that is how I am able to cut her nails, Mm -hmm. for example, because she's like, I don't know about this. I'm not comfortable 
but I trust you because of how you're going, you know, attempting to do this. And I'm taking my time and I'm talking to her and I'm sure, you know, so she's like, okay. And then she allows me to do it. But if she didn't trust me because of the dog that she is, I'd be, have a bite mark on my hand probably. So yeah, trust enables us to be vulnerable. And, um, when you build that trust, then it's, it's so much more comfortable being vulnerable. So when a dog is having her nails cut, um, that's a really vulnerable place for them, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Respect. Oh, goodness. Respect is, is, is really another one of those cornerstones of, of a relationship where you treat someone with dignity, that you appreciate what they have to say and you, um, what they believe in. And maybe you don't even believe in um, or agree with those same things, but you respect that those are important to them. And so building respect in, in so many different ways enables people to continually show up because they know that when they're in that vulnerable place, that they can trust you to hold in a really consciously kind and loving way what is important to them. Trust and respect seem to kind of fl- go back and forth to each other in just constantly, right? They do. Um, one thing for me for the in the context of dogs is uh, there's a lot of confusion in the industry around uh, leadership and the word alpha, which is sort of like, well, what does that mean? You know, and then there's some people that, you know, think you should never set any boundaries with your dog and never tell them no. And and then, you know, it's just very it's a confused industry around having a strong presence Mm -hmm. and and uh, establishing respect with your dog and understanding that it is a two way street for sure. And and really honoring who the dog is and respecting the dog while while establishing yourself in a way so that the dog understands that you also feel that you should be respected by them because <clears throat> it's important to respect other people, but ultimately it's up to us, I think, to really expect that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, self-respect leads to respect from others. So yeah. that's a big one. And I think, too, um, when part of the respect, and, and this feels a little bit like it will play out in the, in the animal world, is that when we, we, we respect who they are, so we don't put them in situations that are difficult or compromising or um, frightening, or we respect where their boundaries are and who they are. So in terms of partnerships in humans, um, we're going to respect their wishes and their desires. I would add, because you're talking about dogs, is that we are in a leadership role with our dogs. Mm-hmm. So it's like a parent-child relationship more so than, I would say, like alpha, because what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that it is important to be sensitive and respectful and all of that and um, also responsible for the fact that we are the one um, – responsible for the dog. So for example, if a dog doesn't doesn't want you to cut their nails, but you're like, but I have to cut your nails or your nails have to get cut because otherwise they're going to grow into your paw pads and cause arthritis in your feet because it impacts the way that you step on the ground, et cetera, et cetera, right? So you can respectfully push the dog appropriately into uncomfortable territory in 
if it's sort of needed in a healthy way. Yes. I think that's a place where it's like, yes, respect is a two-way street and you are essentially a parental figure and you are the one in charge, Mm -hmm. which will bring us to take responsibility, but that's later in the deck. Okay, listen. Uh, Listening. This is a doozy. This is such a huge, broad um, skill. And so I've actually broken it up in the deck into lots of different components that really help people dive into the importance of all the different aspects of listening in in order to develop the skill. But basically, the basic concept of listen is it is really engaging um, with the person that you're listening to. And you have eye contact, you've got your empathy coat on, and um, you're really trying to hear what your partner is trying to say. So for dogs, one thing that we don't do very well generally as people is listen to them. And that's partially because they don't talk with words. So we're like, well, what does it really mean to listen if they're not talking? Mm-hmm. Um, but dogs are nonverbal communicators. And in the, in the context of training, um, you know, if you ask your dog to do something and you, you know that they know what the word means and they don't do it, you listen by watching and feeling and, you know, tuning into all the other cues that they have and not filling the interaction with you and just repeating the command over and over again. Sit, 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 sit. All that communication is one way mm-hmm. as opposed to sit. So I have a, a question for you then um, in, in around this space, and it's, how, how much should we invest as companion animal owners in learning what a dog's language is? So if we're trying to listen to what they're saying, how do we go about learning what that skill might be? How do we, how do we learn to listen better? Well, there's a lot of books out there that kind of have pictures. And, and the challenge with that is that you, you can get conflicting information you can kind of count on it in this industry. <laughs> um, not so much with body language. I think it's less so in that case, but certainly general training philosophy, you get a lot of conflicting mm-hmm. information. So it can be tough if you read 10 books, you're going to end up more confused than you were when you started. Um, but I would say working one-on-one with somebody, I mean, that's part of what I do is teach people how to listen, to understand, okay, see that right there? That's your dog's thought process. Your dog's actually thinking about what you said, not just oblivious to what you said, which is a lot of times what we assume. So work with a trainer. Take a class even. It doesn't have to be one-on-one necessarily, but take a class and engage your dog in a way that has some sort of meaningful interaction so you have something to listen for. Okay, um, timing. Uh, I'm just going to say quickly so that we get through all of these. That's just important in communication because dogs are in the moment. So if you're going to communicate yes or no or good or no or whatever, if you want to reinforce or negate a behavior, it has, has to be in the moment. Um, timing, I think, for people is like you write in the card, know the right time to deliver information. So it's like, okay, if you're in crisis about something else, I'm probably not going to bring this up right now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, tone was one that you um, you had suggested, and I was like, absolutely. So tell me about tone. Yeah, tone is, is really about the inflection of your voice, and, and often um, we'll have our words will say one thing, but the tone of our voice will say something else entirely. So um, really people um, derive more meaning from the tone of voice than the words themselves because um, that tends to be much a, a 
bit of a bigger indicator of true feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to make sure that your tone of voice lines up with the words that you're trying to say and the feelings that you're trying to convey uh, really in any conversation with any person. Mm -hmm. Super important. And even more so, I would say, or equally as important, at least for dogs, because dogs are not verbal, but they are vocal. So they're, it's all about tone when they're vocalizing, um, hearing the emotion or the feeling um, and getting that energy from the tone and then the body language that might go along with it And because uh, they're not using words at all. They can learn hundreds of words, on average, hundreds of words, so it's not that they can't learn words, but it's not their language. So absolutely, if you're praising your dog, be genuine. Like pretend, you know, it, well, I hopefully it is important to you. But even if it's not something that's that big of a deal, make a big deal of it. And then your dog's going to be like, oh, yeah, this sit was so important. Cool. I'm going to do it again. You know, if you're like, oh, good sit. <gasps> so good. That's going to feel a whole different, a whole lot differently than if you're just like, good sit and give them a treat. Yeah, and it's really interesting with my dog. Um, when my daughter, when I call her, oftentimes she'll just ignore me. But then if my daughter calls her, there's something about the tone of her voice where she'll come instantly for my daughter. And so we're we're still trying to figure that out. I should talk to you about this later, but um, you know we we're still trying to figure out what is that about the tone that she's responding to um, in my daughter that she's not responding to in my tone of voice. So it's it is really important. So the tone that you're 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 dog is probably just aware that when your daughter calls her that it's your daughter not you and she has an association of what it means when your daughter calls her versus what it means when you call her probably more treats exactly (laughs) so it's not about the tone as much as it is simply that the tone identifies who's calling her and that if she gets more treats more consistently from your daughter if it's more of a positive association whereas with you maybe and this is really common come here and then, you know, you cut the dog's nails or come here and then you put the leash on and leave the park or come here and then you put the dog in a kennel and leave. They're like, "Mm, probably not. Uh, But if it's just like, come here, let's play or I'll give you treats. And the dog's like, yes, sign me up every time. So I wouldn't necessarily focus on mimicking your daughter's tone as I would focus on the association your dog has of coming to you. Body language. Okay. This is like, I was talking about the book with you, you know, I mean, this is a whopper of one, but let's just keep it short in the interest of this show. But that's a doozy. Yeah, body language actually is. They've science has said that it's even more important than tone and the content of the words. So, what your body is saying, whether it's positive, open language, or closed, you know, your fists closed. Mm. Are you looking down? Are you scowling? Um, really indicate the the message you're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've. You know, and I've been looking at at my dog, and it's it's really interesting watching her body language um, in the context of of my interactions with her. And I'm learning a lot more about you know how what my body language tells her, even the look on my face. Um, I feel like she can read sometimes. Mm-hmm. Dogs are masters at that. It is their language, right? It's ours too, for sure. But we get distracted by other things. This is a lot of what my book is about. Is the opportunity that learning to communicate with dogs is nonverbal. So we really focus on our body language, but it's not something to take for granted to just tell someone to change their posture because posture, there's so much uh, emotion and history that causes us to hold ourselves the way that we do. 
it's a physical manifestation of how we feel about where we are, about ourselves, about the other person, about whatever, right? And a lot of it's unconscious even. So um, the body language thing is, is huge, um, huge, huge, and there's a lot there, and it's, it's not a simple thing to just tell someone, you know, hey, put your shoulders back and stick your chest out so that you appear this way or that way. It's like, well, there can be a lot of emotional emotion attached to that. So, um, but even just being aw- being aware of it's the first step, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, be curious. This is a good one. Yeah, be, I love this card because it really encourages people to ask more questions, um, really try to learn and understand and show an interest in your partner. Um, I think this is absolutely crucial to staying, you know, everybody changes over time. And so you're not the same person that you met um, the first day you met. In fact, a year later, you're not the same person. So cutting into a habit of of being curious about each other, mm-hmm. I think, is, is really one thing that keeps the love alive, yeah. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Well, I would put this in the context of dogs, back to your question about, like, how do you learn how to listen to your dog? Um, being curious when you're in that space uh, if, if you're in a in training, for example, I tell people this all the time. Don't be attached to and anxious about, especially getting the outcome. So much of the value is in the process and in that space of learning to get it, not accomplishing the end result, but getting there. That's where so much of the, the value is in burning mental energy so that your dog is calmer and tired um, or deepening the relationship and having you gain understanding. If you're teaching your dog how to lay down, don't be frantic about, yeah, I got to get it, got to get you to do it this session and putting pressure on yourself. Be curious about the process of how your dog gets there. And that's how you're going to get to know how your dog thinks and works. Um, So that's a really, and you can apply this, I know, in a lot of ways, but that's a really powerful way to approach Something, I think, especially something that might be perceived as a challenge is to be curious, and then you're kind of open to getting information about that. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking more with Sandra Fisher, who's a relationship coach and author and creator of this deck of cards, uh, dual deck called Relationship Reveal, and it's a great tool that you can use with a uh, partner or spouse or with yourself. We're going through some of the cards um, how many did you say? 64? There's 64 in 64 total. total. I think we're hitting about 20 in this show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Take the sheet off your face, boy. It's a brand new day. Respect This is Julie Forbes. I'm excited to tell you about Farm Dog Naturals, a company that handcrafts herbal remedies for the all-natural dog. Quality and integrity are must-haves for anything that I recommend. Certified eco-friendly and cruelty-free, their products address issues like stress and anxiety, itching, hot spots, crusty noses, as well as pet urine, stains, and odor. Farm Dog Naturals is guaranteed, and I'm so happy with the results I'm seeing. Shipping is available worldwide from their website, farmdognaturals.com, or you can ask for them at a retailer near you. Again, that's farmdognaturals.com. 
This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Vicki Draper, the healing your animal expert, we cover the world of animals. This week, October 23rd, it's behavior training and healing and anything you want to talk about your animals Sunday. As an animal behavior therapist and trainer, I'll take your calls and answer your questions and help you resolve any issues you've got going on with your animal friends. And you can call in about any animal-related topic you want to talk about. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and we're back with Sandra Fisher, who's a relationship coach and author and creator of Relationship Reveal. It's two decks, identical decks of 64 cards that you can go through in a guidebook. Um, You can go through either with yourself or with a spouse or partner um, and gain skills to better your relationship. And we are looking at it through the lens of your relationship with your dog and how can some of these basic relationship fundamentals improve the quality of your relationship with your dog if you increase your awareness about these. If you've missed any part of this show or any of our over four, almost, I should say, almost 400 episodes, you can find them all on iTunes for free. As a free audio podcast, you can also go to our website, dogradioshow.com, and they are there for you as well. All right. Emotional expression. Yeah, this one is, is critical that we learn how to express how we feel. We don't hold it back, but also that we express it without being cruel or harsh, that there's an element of kindness to it. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think I spoke to it a little bit um, ago about the being um, genuine with your tone. I think it was in tone, maybe. <clears throat> if you're praising your dog or if you're not happy with something that your dog did in the moment, that, like, let them know, you know. Oh, that's so good. So good, you know. You're going to see the dog whoop, eye contact, focus in on you, you're going to get the quality of engagement that you give. Um, and really not, it's not a sterile thing. Like express the emotion, just be responsible for it. We'll get to that one. I think that's the second time we referenced be responsible. So, yes. All right, empathy. Yeah, empathy is something I think everybody needs more of. Um, it's really striving to understand the feelings and experiences of another person. Mm. And uh, just trying to look at things through their point of view, their perspective. Mm -hmm. This is something that I think people struggle with when they don't understand that dogs experience the world much in the same way that we do. Um, Fundamentally, uh, I think with less complication and less noise in the head and without the words and all that kind of stuff. But the basic emotion of things, I'm really surprised at how people don't understand like they'll ask me questions like oh how does the dog know that we're you know at this part of the neighborhood where there's a dog that charges the fence every time we pass the house and it's like well you walk this route every day so how do you know that you're I mean you know it's kind of like the dog is alive (laughs) Um, so it's a good one to kind of and certainly in evaluating behavior if a dog is acting let's say aggressive about something I want to know why because that's going to give me access to figuring out, okay, well, how do we work the dog out of that behavior? I'm going to need to understand where it's coming from. Devotion. Yeah, devotion is one of those that I 
really um, I I love because it's it's really you're you're willing to be there just because you want to be there. You're devoted to them. You're devoted to their happiness, their well being, um, and it's it's. To me, it's 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 just a lovely it's a lovely feeling of it's not about me it's about them. Mm-hmm. I think that dogs don't benefit from this enough when they have behavioral challenges and they are just given up because it gets hard. And I would encourage people to sometimes all dogs need is a little bit of devotion and commitment would be the other word I would use to just giving them give them the time they need if it's a uh, for uh, probably an easiest example would be a dog from a shelter who's been through who knows what yeah they need some time figure it out put the put the effort into it you know yeah and i find when we do they give it back to us in spades Mm -hmm. yeah intuition yeah that's really trusting your feelings and being able to follow your heart without a lot of evidence or really proof Mm -hmm. Um, and we all have intuition we really have to trust it and learn how to tap into it um, and there's lots of different ways that we can do that. But um, intuition and being able to access it is super important. I can't tell you how many times people have said, oh, I knew this was or I knew that or, oh, I knew I, knew, I or oh, I didn't, you know. And then sure enough, you know, whatever was validated after the fact and they wished that they had listened to their intuition. So this applies to pretty much everything. I think health related. You were talking about that, I think in an experience with, with your own dog, uh, whether it's um, in, in the context of training or whatever, to really trust your gut for sure. Um, motivation, let's not do that one. Okay. Because I've done so many shows about motivation <laughs> in the context of training. We've and I don't there, think I, I know I can't give a short answer about that. So. Yeah. If we had a whole show, then we could talk about motivation. But I would go back in the archives on that one because that's a big one. Affection. Oh, affection is one of my just favorite feel-good cards in this deck. And it's really about expressing just the warm, lovely, gentle feelings with affection, um, using hugs, holding hands, caressing, massage. Um, And it really is just a super simple, easy way to convey how you feel about somebody. Mm -hmm. So... Aside from the obvious about, you know, just affection is sweet and feels good, I would say that one thing that comes to mind for me is that it's important to know your dog physically and know their body um, under the fur because then you can detect a new lump that wasn't there, especially as dogs get older. Um, Any changes in the body, if if you touch your dog a lot, you're going to be able to, oh, that wasn't there before. And have your vet check it out because early detection for a lot of things is important, just like with people. Yeah, my dog sometimes has a really sore back, and I can't always see it, but I know that as I'm petting her, I can feel her just super slightly imperceptibly flinch. Mm -hmm. And then I know, oh, she's struggling with her back today. I better help her up onto the bed and help Mm -hmm. her off. So that sense of touch really has helped us. As a side note, Dr. Nels Rasmussen for the back. For the back, okay. Yeah, he's awesome. I've had him on the show a few times. Fun and play. Oh, this is this is an awesome one, and it's really all about really enjoying life and um, living it to the fullest, laughing, finding ways to play and experience pleasure with our partners and, and the re- relationships we have in our lives. Powerful motivator. Mm-hmm. I know it is for me. Um, Chaser the Border Collie, the dog that learned over a 1,000 words. 
interviewed John Pilly, the man who taught her and his daughter. Um, incredible story, great book. Chaser is the name of the book, and uh, the show was awesome too. He taught her over well over a thousand words, not just proper nouns, so not just names of things, but categories of things and adjectives and verbs. And he's taught this dog language in a way that nobody has ever taught a dog. And he did it all through play. Amazing. Yeah. So it's a great motivator. Play with your dog. There's a ton of research going on now about play and how important it is for the quality of the relationship. So don't forget to have fun and play with your dog. It's not all not all serious and rigid all the time, right? It's a huge de-stressor for me. I mean, I watch my dog run down the street with her ears flapping in the wind. <laughs> yeah. and she just the, exudes this happiness, and I can't help but smile and laugh at her yeah. and laugh with her. So definitely a stress reliever. Well, we say almost every show, it's a great day to take your dog for a walk, and the next card is Seek Adventure. Yes, it's all about trying new experiences and really exploring your home uh, close to close to home and, and exploring farther away and finding new adventures in the world. It's really healthy. Yeah. And for your dog, you know, trying to fight that boredom, take them to new places, give them new sights and smells, especially the smells, um, and go on some adventures together. And whatever that may be for your dog, depending on your dog's age and, and makeup, we're going to skip that one in the um, interest of time. Uh, so Reliability. Yeah, that is is pretty clear. Behaving and responding in a in a reliable and consistent way, and that goes back to the two cards we started, um, two of the cards we started with, respect and trust. Mm-hmm. When we behave reliably, we can we are building those things. It also decreases stress. Yes. I know you know one of the big words in working with dogs is consistency, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of synonymous with this. Is if you're wanting to you know, create this uh, change in behavior or communicate this expectation or whatever it is, you have to be consistent because otherwise the message is going to be confusing and that can cause stress and anxiety. That's simple. I can count on you. Yeah, totally. All right. I like this one a lot because I was looking for one related to boundaries. Space. Space. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one and one of my also my favorite cards in the deck. And it's really about taking time for yourself away from your partner um, and really giving yourself a chance to rejuvenate and restore and pursue some of your personal interests. Um, and that's super, super healthy. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are healthy mm-hmm. and important in relationships. And uh, it's something that people struggle with, with other people, and um, certainly. And uh, I've seen it a lot with people with struggle setting boundaries with their dog. Either they don't know how. You know, how do I communicate this to the dog in the way that the dog will understand? Or they feel complicated around it. They might feel guilty about it or bad or afraid of, I've heard, I've really, you know, afraid of the dog not loving them or whatever. So there's a lot of fear about taking space. You know, what, what is, is someone going to think that I don't love them anymore? Mm-hmm. Is someone else going to take care of the things differently than I would? Is it, are things going to fall apart if I'm, I'm away? Um, and there's a lot of fear around getting space. Yeah, it's a good one. Take responsibility. Yeah, that's all about being uh, the owner of your life and being the owner of your own happiness. And as the person responsible for the animal, taking responsibility for your dog. And, and gosh, we could apply this to pretty much everything, whether it's out and about and how your dog behaves in public and interacts with other people and dogs, or if you're upset with the way that your dog 
behaves in the home or whatever, you know, take responsibility for it and figure out how to fix it. Get some help. Don't just complain about it and blame your dog, right? Right. The dog's <laughs> probably doing what they're doing. Right. I think blame is blame is something that um, is very common in our society now. And, and st- stopping the blame cycle, I think, is really important in taking a look at what can I do to change mm-hmm. the situation and what contribution am I making? Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of that taking responsibility piece. I hesitate to even say this one because this is another one that we could spend a whole show on. Be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that really it's it's all about showing up physically, mentally, and emotionally to every interaction that we have with people. Mm-hmm. One thing that dogs allow us to to sort of learn about and remind us about in this fast-paced world where it's just go, 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 you know, in learning to communicate with your dog is learning how to be present and slow down. Mm-hmm. and slow down mm-hmm. <laughs> and listen and be present in your body, not just in your mind. But um, And that's uh, something that we have to be really intentional about in, with the way that the world works today and how important it is for us and for our well-being as well. And it's what dogs are desperate for us to do also is to just be present to me in a meaningful way. Let's have a meaningful interaction, you know. Authenticity. Yeah, and that's really about showing your true self. And that means that it's it's part of vulnerability and it's um, allows your connections to be more effective, real, and meaningful. Mm-hmm. With this, um, one thing that I, this word brings up for me is personal power mm-hmm. and being connected to who you are authentically and really owning that. And that's going to give you access to having a, a stronger presence if you're authentically present and not not trying to be one way or another that's maybe not comfortable for you, um, but also just being totally connected to yourself and and, um, being fully there. And when you are, the dog will know that and will be more present to you that way. Confidence. Yeah, and that's really a strong belief in yourself and your capabilities as well as your partners. Mm -hmm. This one I say to people a lot, um, if you don't feel confident about something Act like you are, like, especially in like setting boundaries with your dog or something like that. Like, well, I'm kind of feeling awkward about this because it's just unfamiliar. It's something I'm learning. Totally normal part of the process, right? Don't Um, they say fake it till you make it, Exactly, yeah. (laughs) But if you're, you know, kind of part of that is is the, the confidence behind it. So even if you're not doing it right, if you're being confident, you're going to be way more effective than if you're like, oh, I don't know. So trying to presence that, even if it's not quite there easily, um, that's a key one. Mm-hmm. And hard to, you know, it's not an easy thing to do e- either. And I like this one a lot. This is the last one um, for today is well-being. Yeah, and that's caring for your mental, physical, and emotional health so that when you show up, you are the best that you can be. So it's not someone else's responsibility to take care of you. It goes back to that take responsibility card. Yeah, we like that one. <laughs> um, but it really is about, you know, a- a- am I caring for myself in a, in a healthy, positive way? I think about stress. Yes, I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know anything about that. Uh, you know, I think of, I don't know anybody actually that I can think of off the top of my head who doesn't deal with stress in their life, you know, and animals are so tuned into us. Mm -hmm. And when we get super stressed, you know, a lot of times I see people have challenges with behavior that come up 
And it's because there's some sort of stressful time in life. There's a divorce happening or a pregnancy or a job, some, you know, some sort of event. Um, and, you know, take care of yourself because your dog's going to benefit. If you focus on yourself, take care of yourself separate from your relationship with your dog. If you can bring a, the best version of yourself into your home, your dog is going to benefit from that because they take it on. Oh, they do take it on. Mm -hmm. And I just, when you were talking before about, you know, being present in in the stress reduction, I was just thinking of being in the park. And one of the things I've tried to do lately is when I take my dog for a walk, um, I've been putting the phone down because I used to try to multitask. Yes. And now I put the phone down and I'm just with her and I watch her walk. And, um, you know, when I go to the park, I watch her run and it just makes me so happy. And it's this moment that we can have together that's really uh, positive for me, positive for her, mm-hmm. and, and super, um, it promotes both of our well-being in a very positive way. Absolutely. It's going to be better for you, and the dog is going to also know that you're being present to her, and mm-hmm. she's going to get more out of that walk as well. Well, <clears throat> I always, I say this all the time, I can't believe how time flies. This was super fun. I love this deck. There's so many more cards. We got through about a third of them, I think. Um, it's called Relationship Reveal. How do people find this? Uh, they can buy it on Amazon.com. So. Okay. It's like with everything else in the world. Right. right. <laughs> and if they want to look at the website directly, it's just www.relationshipreveal.com. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that I met you in that dance class. That oh, that was, was really fun. fun. <laughs> and that uh, we got to have this conversation. And check out relationshipreveal.com. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to be talking with Heather of Canine Natural, a uh, freeze-dried food, freeze-dried raw food for dogs. It's great. I use their tripe treats all the time for nose work. We'll be back with Canine Natural after this quick break. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. He never says, why don't you get off that couch? He don't cost me nothing when he wants to go out. I want you to love me like my dog. Eric. People ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it, and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me, host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. (laughs) This is Julie Forbes. I'm excited to tell you about Farm Dog Naturals, a company that handcrafts herbal remedies for the all-natural dog. Quality and integrity are must-haves for anything that I recommend. Certified eco-friendly and cruelty-free, their products address issues like stress and anxiety, itching, hot spots, crusty noses, as well as pet urine, stains, and odor. Farm Dog Naturals is guaranteed, and I'm so happy with the results I'm seeing. Shipping is available worldwide from their website, farmdognaturals.com, or you can ask for them at a retailer near you. Again, that's farmdognaturals.com. 
There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. I want you to love me like my dog does, baby. When I come home, want you to just go crazy. He never looks at me like he might hate me. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and I'm back with Heather and Ajibi with Canine Natural. And I saw Heather at uh, Amazon.com headquarters at their Doggy Days event, and I saw the Canine Natural banner, and I was like, (gasps) I got to run over there and connect because uh, we love the food, and we use your tripe treats all the time for nose work training. And I was excited that you guys were there so that we could connect. And here you are. And we get to talk about, you know, food is a one of the most important topics that I cover on the show. I've done a ton of shows over the years about dog food, educating people about the importance of nutrition for everything, right? Right. Behavior, health, you know, it is the most important thing. So, um, and kibble... You know, God love them. So <laughs> it's, it's highly, convenient. So highly processed <laughs> into brown pellets. So even the better kibbles on the market, you know, you look at it, it's brown pellets. Mm-hmm. So I love to uh, highlight alternatives that I feel really good about feeding my own dogs mm-hmm. and to let people know, like, hey, check this out. So Canine Natural, um, tell us about your line of food. So we've been around since 2006, and we are a raw food company. Uh, everything is sourced in New Zealand. Our manufacturing facility is in New Zealand. So in New Zealand, some of the advantages you have are no pesticides, no GMOs, no hormones, no mm-hmm. factory farming. It's a very different way to get your food. So if you are what you eat and you're getting good source mm-hmm. meats, fruits, and vegetables, mm-hmm. it's just a way to better health. Yeah. Now, when you say it's a raw food, it's not like a raw food that's in the freezer. It's a raw food that's freeze-dried, We have raw food. We are also in your freezer. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can get us frozen. You can also get us freeze-dried. And we've just launched cans where what I love about our cans is we put our raw food in a can and Uh cooked it. Uh We didn't add anything else. Uh So it's all about the minimal processing and the actual ingredients, right? Because right. you could take a pile of garbage, and even if you don't process it, it's still a pile of garbage. Exactly. So, um, so that's super important because that's those are two things that just make me, you know, when I think about pet food is, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I know what's in that food, and it scares me, and it's gross, and it's also so highly processed. So even the the already uh, sort of compromised list of ingredients or the compromised nutritional value of the food itself. So in New Zealand, there's just different sort of higher standards for food. Absolutely. Um, And all of our red meats are grass fed. Mm. And when we say grass fed, we also mean grass finished. Mm -hmm. They're not fattened up with grain at the end, which brings in a lot of bacteria and also changes the omega-3 ratio. Yeah. So this is in New Zealand, it's done properly. I like to tell people the easiest way I can talk about New Zealand quality is their bee colonies are thriving. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, tells the whole story. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so important. What you feed the animal is also, like you said, speaking to grass-fed. Um, my wife and I eat 
grass-fed from a local farm that we get at the farmer's market. And it's it changes the, the makeup of the fat mm-hmm. from... If it's grass-fed, the fat is actually really, really good and nutritious for your body. Right. If it's corn-fed or grain-fed, mm-hmm. it cha- actually changes it to a different kind of fat that's actually not good for you. Right, right. Yeah, and that's when we talk about the omega-3 ratio, omega-3 to omega-6. In in our food, it's proper. It, the ratio is, is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So it helps with inflammation and... Everything. And then all of our food features tripe and green lip muscle. Mm-hmm. So that also really aids the digestive tract. Yeah. Tripe is 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 uh <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it is, yeah. It has a very, very unique smell to it. And that's part of why the dogs go so crazy for it. Right. I like to say it's that um, my dog's health is more important to me than a few <laughs> minutes in the kitchen thinking yeah. it stinks. <laughs> yeah. And they love it. They're like, oh, what's that? So you have um uh raw food diets that people can find in the freezer section of, of uh, independent step pet stores, independent natural mm-hmm. kind of pet stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your freeze dried, which are, which is also raw. Uh, well, it's freeze dried raw. Yes. Freeze dried raw. Yes. And can those be fed as a complete diet as well? Yes. Everything except for the, our pure tripe. Okay. We do have pure tripe, which is a supplement, but all of our others are hundred percent complete. Okay. And then the canned food, which is a newer product. Yeah, the cans are brand new. And then we also have a full treat line with a lot of freeze-dried or air-dried yeah. parts. Do you have dogs? I do. I have two dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? I have pit bulls. Nice. Yeah. And I assume they are fed. They're fed natural. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they are. A lot of, lot of, one of them is only fed freeze-dried because it's, it's the only way that she, she likes it. Mm-hmm. But uh, one's raw, one's freeze-dried. So what are some of the differences that you've noticed, you know, this can make if you take, first, for example, a dog who's fed a kibble diet mm-hmm. um, and then somebody switches to a raw food diet? So actually, our, our newest dog is a rescue and he had terrible allergy problems, a lot of yeast. Um, his paws were gooey. He had ear infections, mm-hmm. losing hair um, on this diet. He has completely cleared up. He's he's happier. He's more energetic. His teeth are beautiful. Um, his coat, skin and coat is shiny and the eyes are clear. Yeah. No everything. more gooey paws. Yeah. 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 I've seen a lot of older dogs really transform on raw mm-hmm. food diets where you, it feels like it breathes life back into them. Mm-hmm. You see things like you mentioned, the eyes clear up. I, I've t- had people tell me that their dogs are sleeping better, mm-hmm. you know, now. Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of a more content. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the gut is more content. Uh, you know, I think it helps all the way around. And with our food, we're 90% meat in our canine diets. And that's what dogs want. They want the meat. Mm-hmm. They don't want the carbs. So mm-hmm. I think as a whole, it just kind of, you and I, when we feel better, it, it translates into every part of our life. Everything. Yeah. Oh. Including behavior. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Right? And mood and all that. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm bloated or mm-hmm. uncomfortable mm-hmm. or... Itchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, or also like sometimes I'll notice if I... I eat pretty clean generally, but, you know, every once in a while I'll have something that's not necessarily like ideal. Mm-hmm. And I can notice my energy after. I'll Sometimes if I eat something, I'll crash. Sure. Yeah, you get a spike. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> you know, it's like middle of the day. That's right. not going to work. Right. 
it's just it's frustrating um, that food isn't as valued in our culture as much. I mean, for human for humans too, human health mm-hmm. just as much mm-hmm. as with our dogs. Um, you know, and unfortunately, with the way that uh, you know to generalize with the way that the institution of veterinary medicine is set up is that they're taught by the companies that make these prescription diets, which are made out of a lot of the same ingredients that are causing the problem in the first place. Right. Um, I did a great show. One of my favorite episodes of all time was way back in 09, November 4th of 2009, <laughs> Dr. Michael Fox, and I've replayed the show a number of times. He's in the, he's in the, I mean, he's a high up vet in the industry, and he wrote a book called Not Fit for a Dog, The Truth About Manufactured Dog and Cat Food, and he spoke to that relationship with a lot of clarity and I mm-hmm. was like, thank you because I know it's happening, but I'm not in it. Right. You know, I, so I can't. Yeah. Well, and I, in it, and I love that canine natural. We have Mark Roberts who is finishing up his PhD in animal nutrition. Mm-hmm. He, he works for canine natural. He creates our formulas and he's really on the cutting edge of science now. Mm-hmm. And he's a staff member. I mean, he's with us. He's helping us change and, and formulate and become even better than we already are. Yeah. And and he's ours, and he's about to write a, um, a paper is about to be published on one of his newest studies. Cool. Yeah. So what other than meat? You're, you're meat-based. Mm-hmm. And then what other, what other types of ingredients do you add in there? Yeah, so we're 90% meat, 5% fruits and veggies, 5% eggs and green lip mussels, and then the necessary vitamins and minerals after that. <laughs> I was thinking mussels like... Oh, no, green lip like mussels. bicep muscle, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is a green-lipped... <laughs> Okay, so so um, the shellfish got it. Mm-hmm. Why the shellfish? So that's what really aids in the omegas with the omega threes. It's mm. really really high in omega threes. Also has glucosamine and chondroitin in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the shells as well as the no meat? Just no? And the... in fact, you can also get in our treat section. We have green and blue lip mussels that are freeze dried. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No grain, no gluten, non GMO. Love that. Mm-hmm. No corn, soy, cereals, dairy, rice, potato, <laughs> or other fillers. Mm-hmm. So it's really... It's clean. It's clean. It's very clean. And our feline diet is 99% meat. Right. Cats are carnivores. Mm-hmm. Dogs are carnivorous omnivores. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, you can't... Cats just want meat, 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 right? Right. And the dogs just want meat, but we threw some yeah. other good stuff in sure. there. Sure. They're more open, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And so <clears throat> what's your website if people want to go and check out Canine Natural a little bit more? It's caninenatural.com, and that's uh, no S, so Canine Natural. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And letter K, number nine, mm-hmm. S. natural.com. Mm-hmm. You guys are New Zealand company, and you've been around since when? 2006. And what was your first... Um, did you start with the raw, or did you start with the freeze-dried? We started with the freeze-dried okay. because of... You know, exporting it, ease of exporting. Yeah. And yeah, now things are easier and and uh, we're, we're all over the freezers now. Awesome. <laughs> well, if you listen to the show at all, you know I don't mess around with food and I don't just recommend anybody. And I was super excited when I saw your booth at Amazon. And I'm <laughs> thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you. And to share Canine Natural with my audience. So definitely check it, check it out. And thank you for this jam-packed bag of all sorts of goodies that I get to take home to our pack. I'd love to send some to your guests if we want to do a quick little contest. Yes. So we can't do Mm call-ins, but let's do an email. Okay. So email, and I'm going to open this up to our podcast audience, too. So I'm going to give it uh, two weeks. Okay. And today is October 19th. Mm -hmm. 
So two weeks from today, so podcasters and live listeners, email me host at dogradioshow.com with your address, and we'll pick a pick however many. Well, yeah, we'll pick a few. All right. Yeah. We'll send you some goodies yeah. from Canine Natural. So that's host at dogradioshow.com. Send us an email, and that will enter you into this drawing for Canine Natural. Thanks so much, Heather, for your time today. Thank it's you very to much for here. inviting me. We'll be back next week live at 2 p.m. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.